Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. Brian Hirsch, a very good morning to you. To you and to our listeners. It's a pleasure to have you on the show as we do every Tuesday. Thank you. Uh, yes, look, there, there seems to be a bit of a delay with that line, Brian, but let's try and get through it. So today okay. we're talking about uh, funeral policies. Well, I'll tell you how this all came about. We had a question last week, that what's the difference between funeral insurance and life insurance? Mm-hmm. And I'll just recap, the difference is life insurance will pay for lots more things than just a funeral. Funeral policy is really dealing with the funeral itself. But let me just make a couple of comments because conversations about death and funerals are never pleasant. But certainly necessary as we're all confronted by death at some point in our lives. You know, we live in a diverse country where funerals have different cultural meanings and experience and more than often a large expense for those remaining behind. Mm -hmm. Bearing in mind the costs to bury or cremate a loved one, consumers seek, you know, some sort of cover, whether it be burial schemes or funeral schemes. So perhaps I, could, perhaps I can start by giving you the questions I get about funeral schemes. Is that, if that will be okay with you, Kathy? Yes, yes, you can do okay, that, Brian. The first question is, what exactly is a funeral policy? And a funeral policy is a type of life insurance whereby the benefit is used towards funeral expenses that arise on the death of the beneficiary. The funeral benefit can be in the form of a funeral service, a cash benefit to help towards the funeral, or even a combination of them too. But in terms of funeral policy in South Africa, it has to be done by a life insurance company. That, they are the only people registered to sell funeral insurance. Our second comment is what's the difference between burial societies and funeral parlors? Because they also have such an essential role in South Africa. And they provide a means of access to funeral cover to those who cannot afford the cost occasioned by the death of a loved one. Burial societies in particular provide a pathway through which legal insurers can gain access to a market they would ordinarily not reach. So they can do it. They can register with a company, whereas the individual can't. And just remember that funerals today, it all depends exactly what you plan to do. Um, in that funeral, what what services you plan. Mm. Uh, um, but I think the, the questions asked regularly, number one, what does a funeral policy cost? And, you know, that depends on lots of circumstances. Age comes into it, the number of members, uh, husband, wife, husband, wife, parents, you can also cover parents as more costly. What sort of what sort of cover do you need? Because you can get anything up to fifty to a hundred thousand rands worth of cover. But if you buy that cover, then different underwriting can apply. In other words, the insurers will assess your risk at that time. Um, and certainly, and people below a certain age uh, can join a, a funeral scheme without medical. So you need to understand, you know, where you are. Um, I think what the main difference is between uh, insurance and a burial scheme is insurance pays a lump sum, a burial scheme pays for the burial in accordance with the benefits selected. So whereas a funeral policy may cover lots of other um, matters, a lot of issues and the ceremony itself and after the ceremony, uh, all the other costs, uh, whereas a burial society will purely pay for um, uh, the cost of the funeral. 
Um, and different, different, there are lots of companies doing funeral schemes. So when you're looking for a funeral policy, you should look around the market to see what is available. You should also understand um, the different policies. Um, and the big question they always ask, can I include parents? Well, you can include parents, but you know age is important and also waiting periods. You're going to have to have waiting periods. You can't just put parents on a funeral scheme and expect that they're going to pay out in a month or two. So different mm-hmm. policies, again, have waiting periods. Look, the earlier funeral final expenses cover the better. I mean, underwriting, waiting periods, selecting plans that provide comprehensive cover, some without the bells and whistles, some with all the bells and whistles. So the, the important thing is more than 30% of South Africans have some form of funeral cover and more than one or two or three funeral policies. There is no aggregation. In other words, if you have one or two or three policies, each of those policies will pay, but you can't have one or two uh, uh, benefits with a burial society because only one of them is going to pay for the funeral. It's not as if you're going to get a cash lump sum as well. Mm. And obviously a bur- uh, to, to buy cover or to buy protection through a burial society um, um, is a lot cheaper than uh, a funeral benefit. And many of these funeral schemes also, every year you get older, the premium goes up, and there are some where the premium stays constant. So you need to have a look. You may start with a policy that looks a lot cheaper, but as you get older, it becomes a lot more expensive, mm. or you may start with a level cover, level premium, which means it stays level right through your life. Brian, are there specific things that we can or should look out for that indicate whether a funeral policy is a good one or um, if it's not a, a great one? Well, I think what you need to understand is, you know, firstly, you need to be underwritten by any company. They know they need to accept you. Then you need to look at the cover. Then you look at, need to look at the premium. And then you need to look at the, at the conditions which we call exclusions. What is excluded from that cover? Mm. And that really determines, other than your age, what the, the type of policy you should be looking at. If it, if it excludes certain items which are essential to be covered, obviously the premium will be a lot less. So when you're comparing a policy of 80 Rand or a policy of 110 Rand, you need to ask the broker and deal through a broker. Why, why is it that policy A is 80 and policy B is 110? What mm. am I or am I not getting for that extra 30 Rand? Mm, mm. The, the issue that you're raising of exclusions is, is an important one because it also comes down to the fine print right and it says that if if you're not careful and you're not reading clearly what it is that you're signing for signing up for you could have expectations of this policy that are not uh, provided for yeah well that is important in any in any form of insurance you know yeah. even medical aid or short term insurance when you're getting a lower premium you need to ask well what am i getting or what am i not getting yeah uh, the other thing that that's also important with the funeral funeral policies will pay out within 48 hours you know and in in many in many uh, cultural um uh, aspects of um if you take the different cultures funerals vary from a lower cost to a very high cost, depending what the family decide to do mm. after the funeral and before the funeral and all those costs. 
So you, again, you, you need to have some indication. Uh, I see people who've got funeral policies for 15,000 rand, but 15,000 rand today isn't going to go very far. Well, maybe while COVID is going on, because there's not too many of the other, uh, other ceremonies that go on, but certainly under normal circumstances, you know, 15,000, which is the old amount of cover that you, that you had, may certainly not be sufficient. Mm-hmm. But, but, but important to understand, uh, you're going to have to provide documentation, Death certificate is critical. You can't just phone the company and say, well, we've had a death, please pay the money. They're going to rely, they're going to want a very short claim form, and they're going to want the death certificate. So you need to make sure you can get that information. Uh, I mean, again, in certain cultures, uh, funerals take, uh, you know, um, can take anything up to a week or two. I mean, in the, in the Muslim and the Jewish community, they virtually bury within the same day. Or, or the next day, but in other, in certain other, um, as you say, other aspects of life, their, uh, funeral may take a week or two. Uh, so you have got time to actually get the money. And there's a big difference about getting the cash into your pocket. In other words, a burial society will pay for the funeral. You won't get cash, but a, um, a, a, a funeral policy, you will actually get the cash. Mm-hmm. It's also important to understand when a small funeral parlour Let's say has a thousand clients, and it suddenly finds that it's having to cover the funeral expenses of many people, particularly now with COVID. The challenge is that the funeral parlour might not have enough funds to meet this obligation. Mm-hmm. However, had the had the cover been underwritten by an insurance company, then they they have, they're obliged in terms of the Insurance Act to pay out irrespective of how many claims. So under a funeral parlour, it depends how big or small, and also, um, uh, particularly in these times, I mean, with COVID and the number of deaths we've had, I would imagine that many of these parlours are struggling. We're going to continue the conversation with Brian Hirsch in a moment. And uh, this week, we're looking at funeral policies and just what to be on the lookout for. Of course, you're more than welcome to uh, dial in and engage with Brian, especially if you have uh, specific questions you'd like to put to him. Uh, the number to use zero double one seven one four two double zero six. That's the phone line on WhatsApp. It's zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. I remember that last week a lot of you in terms of the cost of funerals I was sending in so many messages and you're saying you know uh, funerals these days uh, a full funeral costs about uh, 45,000 rand 60,000 rand it's a lot of money so to be covered uh, correctly in order to be able to fulfill those obligations becomes even more important so we'll continue the conversation with Brian after this. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide, leading the conversation. All right, we continue the conversation with Brian Hirsch. We're talking about uh, funeral policies. What should you look at and keep in mind when choosing a particular policy? Let me go to the phone lines. Sebastian in Cape Town. Sebastian, good morning. Good morning to you and Brian. This is not about funeral policies, but it's a relevant issue. I'd like to express personal criticism about the Reserve Bank's uh, recent decision to keep interest rates on hold and by their own admission to pursue a policy of negative interest rates, which means that the interest rate you receive is below the inflation rate. And I think even that inflation rate is much too understated. uh, this is, uh, you know, Brian very often raises the importance of compound interest 
uh, over the life of one's investments. And mm-hmm. everyone's investments that are in money, uh, interest earning money, are now compounding at a very low, low rate. And that includes everything in the pension schemes, which people don't really uh, perhaps look at too closely. Maybe they look at the, they're happy with the reduction on the uh, mortgage bonds, but at the same time they're losing out in the pension schemes. And all the savers and the retired people are losing out dreadfully uh, with these far too low interest rates. So um, I think this policy needs to have uh, criticism levied at it, of which there seems to have been very little done. And uh, I leave it open to uh, Brian to make mm-hmm. any comment that he might wish to do so. Okay, Brian? On that. I mean, interest rates. And Sebastian, good to hear you again. I don't think you and I have been on radio today. It must be over 15, 18 months, but good to hear your question. Um, look, interest rates worldwide were reduced to try and you know, stimulate the economy. I and mean, if you look globally at interest rates, uh, you're talking in the USA, interest rates virtually getting nothing in the bank. You talk about, uh, even in parts of Europe, negative interest rates where you don't get any return. You actually pay. Um, and interest rates is usually being there to right, stimulate the economy. One of the things you must understand that there's, there's, there's a very different uh, relationship between pensioners who live on income and need higher interest rates and those who are working and have debt who rely on lower interest rates because their debt cost is so much lower. And I think that government, you know, in terms of looking at one of the big factors they use to control um, inflation is interest rates. And they looked at the interest rate, they looked at our inflation at the last hearing, and inflation has picked up. They want, they, it's still within the band between 3 to 6%. Um, and for that reason, uh, they kept interest rates low. I agree with Sebastian, it's a real problem. It's not something that I can other than just make that comment. Mm-hmm. But I would like to make one comment that Sebastian said pensioners. Uh, people contributing to pension funds, they've had a very bad five years in terms of investment returns. Uh, but pension funds are not invested in money market funds. Uh, when you're contributing to a pension fund, you've got a mix of asset class between property, equity, bonds, and money market-related funds. And over the last six to 12 months, the interest rates have been low, but the returns on those pension funds have been a lot better, certainly over the last 12 months compared to five years previous to that. So savers in pension funds, certainly whilst working and still contributing, are still uh, getting better returns and higher returns than inflation. But this is going to ch- this is going to turn globally. Interest rates are already starting to be uh, f- focused on. They're talking about inflation in the USA. They talked about interest rates not rising till 2023, and now we're already seeing some different type of discussion that we weren't having before because of inflation. So we 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 protect ourselves, our currency. We protect our gov- our investment in our bonds by using interest rates to control inflation. Mukoka in Bloberg, good morning to you. Hello. Hi. <laughs> okay, Kathy, I've got a question for Brian. Mm. Good morning, Brian, how are you? Good morning to Mukoka, I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, I've been following you since 2004 on SAFM. <laughs> <laughs> you started so late. I've been doing it since 1994. We'll, yeah. we'll send you 10 years of recordings before that, okay? Yeah, you know, I was still in Sotona Bay in, 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 in Natal. Now I'm in Blue Barrel and Popo. I can help you. Okay, look, man, I 
took a funeral cover over the phone and they claimed to be metropolitan. And one day I went to uh, metropolitan offices in Joburg and they said to me, no, you're not on our system. It's like this company is, they know about it. And they say it's based in in Cape Town. Uh, It's underwritten by metropolitan and... Gee, on my stop, on my debit order, it reflects metropolitan, and I don't have access to their offices, and I'm afraid because now it's almost seven years having this insurance company deducting from him, from me. Is it is this legit, or what do I do in this case, Brian? Well, I tell you what, we're going to take you back to the studio, and you're going to give us your details. And the, the studio will pass on your details, and I will phone you off air. But let me make this point. The most important feature is that a funeral policy must be underwritten by a registered long-term insurance company. In terms of the Long-Term Insurance Act, a company that provides financial service, services must either be registered as a financial service provider or its policies must be underwritten by a registered insurer. Mm. So we'll take you back, you'll send me your details, and in this particular case, I will investigate on your behalf, Tabukha. All right. Yeah, pl- please, man, please, please because okay. it's, it's, it's many years now. If it's not legit, maybe I should start doing the right thing now. <laughs> All right, okay. Thank you so much for that. We'll certainly put you in touch with Brian uh, Mokoka there so that you're able to get to the bottom of uh, what is behind those debit orders. Uh, Brian, just maybe one last question for you from Dibello. Uh, can you ask Brian the risks of having funeral policy with the bank that you currently have uh, and with the bank that you currently have and your funds? Uh, he says he believes that they freeze your account immediately and he wants his family to be able to access that money. Well, the funeral policy will pay out directly to the family. It won't, it won't, it won't go, through to a, a, go through a frozen bank account. Look, the banks are meant to freeze your account the minute, that minute they, under, they are notified on debt. However, today many of the banks are waiting for the letters of executorship, and that can take weeks. So bank accounts still run. But funeral policies will be paid out to the next of kin so mm-hmm. that it's for within 20, 48 hours to actually pay for that funeral. Just one point I would just like to make in terms of the comments about the bank. I mean, if you bought a funeral policy through your bank, it doesn't mean that the benefit's going to be paid to your bank account. You would have given details the next of kin. They would then put in the claim and it will be paid out to their bank account. All right. Brian, let me thank you so much for uh, this conversation, for having joined us today. Uh, let me go to Nomsam Tluli, who's standing by with your 10.30 news headlines.